Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of the RPD Dispatch. For today's episode we're going to be discussing Resident Evil Degeneration, the CG movie which was just released. Today's podcast also marks the return of the news section, so be sure to look for that. So let's get right into it. I am John, better known as Dot Fifty Cal on the boards. I am Anatoly, better known as Nomad Nineteen Twenty Six. And I am Chris, better known as Alzer on the forums. I'm Gene, better known as the Selfish Gene. Uh, and I'm the Over John, better known as Mr. Spencer. And I'm Wayne, better known as Random Wild on the forum. And I'm Stian, better known as Carnival on the forums. So I guess I'll start it off here, just kind of our general impressions on the movie. Um, I actually wait until the Blu-ray release, unlike several forum members who have now been banned for 30 days, but uh, I digress. <laughs> we, uh, I, I thought the movie was pretty good. I thought the first 30 minutes in the airport were pretty good, but it eventually picks up then afterwards, and there's a lot of action. Certainly a lot of you know, uh, implausible things happen, like Leon getting smacked 20,000 feet in the air and surviving and getting right back up. But what I can, I can overlook it because it's, it's, it's more of an action movie. And, and, uh, you know, I thought the last, uh, hour was pretty good in the movie. So I guess uh, I'll pass it over to Tolik. Nomad, what did you think? I like the movie, but I don't think it was, as John said, I don't think it was was not as action-packed as I expected. It was kind of a small disappointment for me, because after Resident Evil 4, I expected a little bit more action. Because obviously, this movie is not about horror, but I really liked it. It's a great, great add-on for the whole Resident Evil series. So, a big enjoyment for me. Okay, uh, Chris, how, what did you think? I thought the movie was pretty good. It was a lot better than the Anderson-made movies, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Wait, um, Anderson certainly. movies? You yeah. can't actually compare this movie with Anderson crap, because wait, wait. this is a movie, and Anderson <laughs> movies are crap. So what, what, am I, what are you saying? In Anderson films, uh, I, I don't follow. <laughs> All Anderson films, director films. Oh, that's right. You don't he knows what he's talking about, but... <laughs> Oh, oh it's, like, it's a lot like Terminator 3. They were going to make that, but I'm glad they didn't. It would have been a terrible idea. <laughs> okay, uh, Gene, what did you think of it? Because you've seen it in theaters at the premiere. Yeah, that's right. Um, upon rewatching, I'll stand by what I said the first time around. And I'm not going to. Should I re go over it here? Uh, just a quick summary if you want. Yeah, look, as I said the first time around, it's full of action. It didn't really bother me so much. I liked it much better than the live-action films because it had characters that I was interested in from the games. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Okay, uh, how about you, John? Basically, um, I thought the film was all right. There's a few uh, niggling errors in it and discrepancies, if I can use that word. And... You know, there was a few problems over here and there, but over the night it was all right. You know, a nice balance of action and a bit of horror thrown in for good measure. It was a lot better than uh, those films that Paul Anderson was going to make in theory, but they never came to practice. Okay, uh, Wayne, what did you think? Um, Cutscene film? Anyone? Anyone? Not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, it really didn't feel like a proper fiddle-fleshed film. Like, I constantly felt like I was going to pick up the controller at any point. I was going to be like, Resident Evil 4, press A to dodge knife. What, you, you <laughs> mean you didn't get to... Pl- uh, 
was that Blu-ray exclusive then? Because I played like 30 minutes <laughs> of the game there. <laughs> the power of the PS3. Anyway. Well, it's, a, it's a Blu-ray, Blu-ray exclusive, and you know, degeneration is, of course, uh, only possible thanks to the power of the PlayStation 3. <laughs> Has real-time weapon change and giant enemy crabs. All right, let's, <laughs> let's. Okay, Stian, what did you think? Do I get to have an opinion? Yes, <laughs> you do. No, because you own a 360, and therefore are a heathen. Um, personally, I thought it was pretty entertaining, actually, and it was a good effort. I mean, of course, can't have like Pixar quality animation and stuff, but. It was good. Much better than a lot of the weird-ass, like, low-budget CG you see on TV every now and then. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, but just to get into the movie a little bit here, this is something I noticed pretty early on in the movie. Um, it's sort of when Angela and the other guy, I, I don't know his name, but he's the, the other guy with the SRT team that goes in with them. Greg? Greg, yeah, okay. So, like, Angela and Greg are, like, talking about, you know, she's trying to get uh, people to trying to get sent in there and to help people and then like all of a sudden they just start bringing up how like the will farm of vaccine could possibly be the cause of all of this it's just like completely out of nowhere and they they just bring it up to like these characters have no way of knowing like anything about will farmer or anything like that it's just really wait 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 wait, wait. i wonder if the real farmer uh, vaccine was public knowledge at this point because at the time it wasn't it wasn't it was a well-contested debate, wasn't it? Uh, because you had, like, protesters about Will Farmer. It's major international news, you might say. And that's how they may have caught wind of it. Plus, they're, they're in the, uh, you know, SRT, whatever that is, and they must, must be informed or briefed about it. Uh, you know, you said about uh, Angela and this great guy talking about vaccines. They weren't talking about vaccines. They were talking about uh, Will Farmer experiments that were conducted somewhere. Oh, so okay. they were they were talking that it is possible uh, possibly an act of terrorism. So the vaccine, uh, the T virus vaccine, was uh, absolute secret for the whole audience that watched uh, Resident Evil Generation until the moment. Evil British dude spoke about it, <laughs> and uh, trucks. And speaking about evil British dude, uh, again I forgot his name, but. The moment you see him in the very beginning after the introduction, the moment you hear his voice, you actually can understand that he is a main bastard. It is obvious people with with a good British accent are always appear to be bastards in the movies, just the same as people with a Russian accent. So they're going to try... (laughs) They're going to try to rule the world, so... Kind of, kind of a disappointment for me there. Another thing I kind of noticed is like when the cop gets bit in the airport, like the very first guy that dies. As soon as he dies, he pretty much turns into a zombie like thirty seconds later. Has that ever been in any of the games or anything like that before? Resident no. Evil Two intro, the truck driver. Yeah, that. Yeah, I guess. He doesn't know how long he's been driving. Though, yeah. yeah, that's an unknown. Actually fact. speaking. Speaking about truck driver, I don't think he actually turned into a zombie. I don't think he actually turned into a zombie. We just see his silhouette. Well, his eyes, died. his eyes were like sort of turned into. I don't think he was uh, a zombie. I think he was just inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying he's Irish next? Racist. But he's, well, who else is it going to be? <laughs> the police officer knocks him down. 
and they turn around and he does some like pop lock and shit and he does like some impossible move with his knees to get back on his feet and I don't know how he does it but it was amazing <laughs> that's all I wanted to say okay. speaking of which I John. don't understand how uh, like what the zombies were doing in the film was they would bite you at the neck and then they would let you fall to the ground so you can turn into a zombie so absolutely you know, agreed I absolutely agree with you here. It's like it, it's stupid. Yes, they're not vampires. It's like what the what the hell is this? Especially in that in that scene with the reporter. So yeah, uh, do you yeah. remember the scene with the reporter? He just, he just bites his neck and then lets him go. If this if a real zombie would be just you know he'd be getting right into the windpipe there. Hey, what do you want? Just let him go and just let him turn to a zombie like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, what happened to this rampant cannibalism that we've come to? <laughs> well, not only that, but Gene, what were you going to say? Uh, you were going to say something that I brought up in last podcast about yeah, yeah. this part of the film. You, I you, forget that. You were saying, and I think in the old podcast, we kind of questioned where the zombies that appeared in the uh, airport terminal came from. And it's like, after watching the film, they really don't explain that at all. And there's like several of them, like at least a pack of five of them, you know what I mean? Well, you know, yeah, the interesting you know is where the first the one comes from. Yeah, it's, he's just there all of a sudden out in the open, and like... Uh, how... In the middle of a crowd, and he only gets provoked when the cop starts fiddling with him. Yeah, but like, how would he get at least five people to be, you know, past security or whatever, and they're infected? Like, what, would he be corralling them, or would he be like, hey, hey buddy, come here, I got some uh, some money here for you, come back in this back room with me. It's like, what? <laughs> and then he ejects him with the virus, or what? I don't get it. This is liquid money. <laughs> you're going to inject him to you, and you're going to be a rich person. You're going to become famous. I see one problem with that. What if this whole theory was true, and he grabs this guy, this random person or whatever, into some back room, injects with the T-virus, and then realizes that somehow... This guy actually has compet- uh, a, a, a compatible genetic code to be a tyrant, and then he's got a bigger <laughs> So, oh, it's okay, I'll just make this guy into a zombie, and he just injects him and thinks he's going to be a normal zombie. But, oh, but oh, a person oh. won't become a tyrant if you just inject him with a T-virus. You have to make lots of stuff with him, bad stuff. Yeah, but you were gonna, uh, yeah. I think you were going to say a possible okay. theory. So, a possible series, it's kind of lots of them, because, uh, as it is obvious, it wasn't actually answered in, a, in any way in the movie, but I think the most the most realistic one is that uh, Curtis was the one who infected people in the airport, and the British dude was the one who infected, uh, for some means, the guy in the plane. But yeah. uh, I think Curtis, as he was like, you know, this, uh, he had more more brutal means of uh, infecting and all that stuff. I think he just infected some water supply source. And just to really quickly tie it up about the plane incident, that guy who was infected gave uh, the a note to the stewardess that said, you know, call Frederick Downing. So, assumingly, you know, Downing infected him and then sent him on the plane and that guy didn't know, or maybe he, you know, he didn't know he was going to be infected or whatever. But go ahead. That... That cures a lot of my fucking elements. I did not understand that part at all. Yeah. When I watched it the first time, I didn't. I didn't suspect Downing to be a villain at all for sort of two reasons. The main one being that I thought the whole film was in place in the airport, so I thought he could just be, you know, a 
someone in transit. That's a good point. And mm. I, I just think people are saying, yeah, he stands out, but I don't know if people listened to what I said last time, but even if they got caught that the whole film's not in the airport and there's lips and stuff like that, that then I think he stands out as a big villain. But if you, if you come in with the assumption not knowing what's going to happen, I think he's covered pretty well. Mm. Oh, yeah. About the zombies that were at the airport and how they showed up, I, I'm not a person to, like, theorize about stuff and such, but have anyone ever been to, like, an airport bathroom before? That can be a pretty creepy place. People make a lot of weird noises in there. So so if some poor guys accidentally walked in there and heard someone screaming because they were getting beat up and injected with, like, a virus or something, I don't think anyone would care because that's normal stuff. People do all sorts of weird stuff at those places. Another thing kind of related to that I wanted to bring up is there's a scene after Angela and Leon get to Curtis's house and it's on fire. They sort of go to overlook the the city and you can yeah, see yeah. there's multiple like points where there's like places on fire down there i was just wondering what the hell could that be because the trucks were all next to each other like yeah, they never explained that properly i'd assume like maybe they curtis and or, or downing or both maybe both set bombs at random locations to stir up like you know trouble but like they to never explain well, that it's like that. what but are you sure it was like fire? Or yeah, I thought it no, was it just light. Was. It definitely was. It was yeah. Unless that's something like he's trying to create diversion, so anything, you know, when he's gone to Will Farmer to do yeah, the that's... whole thing about, you know, the garden, maybe that's to draw attention away oh, from that. So... Speak, speaking about diversion and speaking about Will Farmer, have you guys noticed that there was absolutely no guards in Will Farmer? Yes. Absolutely no guards. John, it was I... stupid. You could just walk in. You could go under the gate and you could walk in. That's right. Well, is that not something to do with the fact that the, the locks were changed? Like, I thought that was all tied in. Like, they might have overread the security and then... Like something with the security yeah. guards, like I was but assumed it was the same kind of. You know how? No, there's no. Wait, 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 wait. There's there's employees in the building there, but there's no guards yes. anywhere. So it's like, what, what the fuck? Oh you know, yeah. You know when Downing says, uh, you know Downing says, uh, oh, following the Raccoon City disaster, um, there's been uh, new safety guidelines outlaid. You know, <laughs> do these guidelines also include don't position any guards outside your building anymore? <laughs> You know, I think they were like uh, basing their opinion on like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna give everything to the for, for the machines. Machines gonna be our guardians and like our protection systems. But obviously, it's always is a bad choice. It's okay. ridiculous though. Will Farmer, this Will oh. Farmer base. Sorry, Gene. Let me just go first, and then I'll you know. Yeah, go. Base, this whole Will Farmer place. They've got the T virus, the G virus. They've got all of these. Weapon, these potential weapons that could fall into the hands of terrorists who could use it for their, you know, nefarious purposes, and yet the only protection they've got is a dodgy gate John, mechanism. John, not even that. This is on a night where a terror attack has happened. They've stated they're going to attack Will Farm. There have been protests at this Will Farm facility. <laughs> it's like, how much do you need? Curtis just walks in there alone. Okay, I'm here. So let me let me take him up. Okay, I just gonna like left, right. Where the hell am I? Oh, I'm in dome. Yeah, great. When when Claire sees him through the window, so he looks like a tourist inside. It's stupid, you know. No guards in such an such a facility. It was, I don't know. Yeah, I was way back when we were talking about the exploding trucks. Yeah. Now I always thought that that was Curtis who did that because he would. Now he's with Terrace, but he's the he's not 
towing their official line. He's the terrorist. And isn't it after the trucks blow up that then they get the demands? Well, they've already had them, I think, and then that's just when Leon reveals them to them after uh, evil bastard. What's his name? Um, Downing. Downing. No, no, not Downing. The senator, Senator uh, Davis. Oh, senator Davis. He's like, why don't yeah. you tell us what their demands are? All right, I'm gonna go to the president and ask him personally, and he's gonna say to me, <laughs> "Fuck off, old man." But um, yeah. I always, speaking of which, I always, I always assume that you know, whenever Leon, Leon's phone, his his mobile phone would ring at certain points in the film, and I always thought it was the president phoning him up directly. Like, this is the president. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was the, the the commander called? He's the one who Downing was speaking to at the end on the phone, and he was briefly shown at the start in the video clips. Oh, General like, Grandin. Oh, yes. Is is he a Resident Evil Five tie? Because I've kind of been off oh. and on following Five information. Is he like the uh, behind anything like the Magini in Resident Evil Five? Or I, I haven't is that heard a tie? anything. No. It's it's definitely unknown. Uh, I think uh, after after the generation, you would obviously like wanted to see some connection with the generation, or maybe in Resident Evil Five is going to be some connection to G virus. I think I've just found okay. something. You know that that scene, G generation, where General Grand or whatever was doing a speech, and behind him is on a television screen. He's doing a speech at a podium, and behind him you can see a flag, his country's flag. It was like uh, red and black and some yellow and green on it or something and a small and star a small star and i remember i remember look i kept that flag's image in my head and does anyone remember the 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 ship the uh the boat yeah on re5 there's like a huge boat and there's a cut there's a national flag on the boat yeah i'm I sure it. the flags are the same we'll have to check that's why i was wondering if it was i think it's a zimbabwean flag is it not I'm not sure. Oh, oh, uh, you know, anyone's got a I, picture of that flag on the ship, a screenshot. But yeah, it was just something I made a connection to. I was wondering because, especially the way he's talking to General Grande about viruses, then I presume maybe the Resident Evil Five is that's the connection. You know, he then went on and found like the last Blagas or something like that for, and then that's what's created. Well, like if you notice in the end of Degeneration, says the General has like. Agreed to talks or something at the very end that would seem well, to said, indicate. Well, Dowling that... said to him, uh, General Grand, you're now the only man in possession of the T virus and the T vaccine. Yeah, he would be. He didn't but give it to him. He though. would be, yes. But uh, yes, Dowling was caught. Is this not one of the problems but with Resident Evil in general? Because as much as we theorize about the story, it is has always been since Resident Evil 2 completely just. It's hard to follow because they always Very make errors game. every game yeah it's just yeah. like it's yeah. it's they're one of the worst series for just canonical well, errors well, uh, well uh, Wayne you need not worry about such things because when Project Umbrella launches we'll have a coherent <laughs> database of everything you can possibly know about the series thank you for that delicious plug <laughs> okay but yeah. getting on I'm sure like the the biggest criticism people have is that Basically, the lip syncing sucks, and like, not only that, but oh, like, there's not a problem for me. There's certain. Yeah, that's my first note. Uh, there's certain uh, animations that like skip a couple frames. Like one that's really noticeable is when the zombies are jumping out of the, uh, the plane that just crashed, like out of the escape hatch door. Like they just skip like an entirely like five or six frames as the one drops, and it's like 
very jarring throughout the whole movie. Did anybody notice those, like, where it seemed like the frame rate was off on the character models when it wasn't for the environment? Yeah, it just seemed like there was, like, some lag or something yeah. between voice and, like, the actual lip-syncing. I just, it was, at some, like, most of the time it didn't seem very noticeable, but at some points it was very jarring. It was like, it just it took you right out of the, the film kind of thing. I noticed you know, it right at the beginning, and less so towards the end when there was more action. I think towards yeah. the beginning, especially because it's very big, like the, the shots are mainly of faces and stuff because it's news presenters and stuff, that it's a lot more noticeable than in the middle of you know action scenes and stuff, so maybe that's just why. Mm. Yeah, that's what I despise like that. At the beginning, I, I, I actually it. saw that uh, the movie was originally in Japanese, but then... Uh... No, I don't. It appears that it's not. So originally it was made in uh, in English, but as I said, it's not a problem for me because you know uh, I always have this problem because all the movies are translated here. But I watched the degeneration in its uh, original sound, so I noticed it. But again, not a problem for me. Well, yeah, the lip syncing is is leaves a lot to be desired in in uh, degeneration. When you mentioned about. General Grand and his connection to RE5, that got me thinking. I thought, what about that flag on the ship? Because it just seemed obvious that if he's looking for, like, the G-Virus and such and, and degeneration, that, you know, especially if it's in, like, one of those kind of countries, like Zimbabwe or Africa or whatever, that it would be the same guy and he's got a, himself a hold of, like, a new virus or a new kind of fucked up thing. Yeah. But, you know, actually, if you think about it, I think that uh, it's not going to be the case in, Resident, in the case of Resident Evil 5, because um, Resident Evil Generation and Resident Evil 5 are, like, developing side by side, and uh, I think it's going to be, like, mentioned only once in Resident Evil 5 that, oh, Tricell, you know, they, they had G-Virus sample, and maybe some, some kind of plaga scene going to be, like, based on G-Virus either. But I don't think it's gonna be followed by degeneration, like See, stuff that happened in degeneration in Resident Evil 5. Because after all, it's Resident Evil we're talking about. It so. was just weird because a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, this is the missing connection between, you know, like Code Veronica and five or four and five. And from unless that Grande is a big point in five when we play it, the only thing I can really see is, oh. Tricell is now here and they've taken over where Umbrella started and there's a vaccine for the viruses like that's only like the really story wise the only developments we have like everything else is kind of unconnected to what we've seen so far in 5 so that's yeah. where I thought oh well maybe the Grande thing especially at the very end is what they were talking about about a 5 connection well you gotta you gotta think about this because Tricell's in Africa for a reason right they They'd most likely be trying to market or sell some of their bioweapons, and who better to sell them to than a dictator who wants them? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing is with that idea is that if you try to sell, sell bioweapons and things, you don't have to sort of attach their name to it. But some yeah. shots in Resident Evil 5 where you see, like, try to sell medical tents and things like that. And they wouldn't sort of have that presence, or even an African branch, I doubt, but, if they were going they to. They don't want to make you know, the same mistake as Umbrella, do they? Oh. And instead of being off, and yeah, it's a totally different flag. Oh. Hang on, hang on, oh. hang on, hang on. <gasps> no, I put... no, it's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I we had the offhand comment, yeah, but instead of being gone in like 16 games, they'll be gone in like one. 
Uh, speaking about Leon in the generation, uh, he wasn't backflipping as I said at once. It's bad because Leon have to backflip. He's a wooden chunk that made especially from action for action. So he must backflip, dodge bullets, and you know like run on the walls like Wesker. But the fact that really disappointed me is that he had no scar from Krauser fight from Resident Evil 4 because it's this scar made him more man-like and now he's like regenerated his face in order to look even more prettier than he is so stupid I think man must have some scars <laughs> especially if like in Resident Evil 4 it didn't just disappear it was like Krauser cut his face and it was like this scar like for for the rest of the game and now yep. he's He's a dude with a regenerating face, and just like Claire is a chick with a regenerating legs. When was the um, when was degeneration set? Uh, uh, one year Hazard after Biohazard Four, yes. So two thousand five, or was it two thousand six? Yes. Oh, two thousand five, I guess. Two thousand five. Okay. Did anyone else think that the degeneration looked exactly like an upgraded version of the CGI? from Outbreak, like it looks like the same guys who did the CGI in Outbreak did the graphics for Degeneration. They look very similar, I'll agree. Well, I think I think the intro was done by a different team, like Link's work, Digi, and I think the Capcom guys probably handle the other stuff, you know? But, yeah, I, I, mean, I can the see whole your film, point. It does look similar. It, it just looked like the Outbreak CGI, but with better facial animations, so that's just mm. a point I thought. But, um... Speaking about facial animations, uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one who noticed this, but Leon is basically like a post, and like he yes. never has any facial expressions ever, even when it's appropriate. It's he's down to business. He's serious. Yeah, but like, oh yes, you... he's just standing around, being all stiff and emotionless. He's or pissed off. He jokes around in RE4, and like here, he's just a post. Like even when he's trying to console Claire, he's just standing there straight. That's the worst scene for me. I, I was like, I was like scene. almost laughing at how ridiculous it was. And then at the very end, she's like, "Thanks, Leon." And it's like, what? <laughs> what did he it really even just, do? <laughs> it really just reminds me of like the work of two teams. Like and like the big thing between Devil May Cry one and two was like Dante became a completely different like just straight up like fucking the exact same kind of transformation Leon had where he's just so serious and it was like everyone's like what the fuck you know it, it seems like the same thing like two teams and the degeneration team just did not get it yeah definitely and speaking about Leon being such a wooden chunk mm, absolutely emotionless I think Paul Mercer you know, is how you pronounce his name yes yeah. so his voice actor I think he voiced Leon pretty good because uh, if you if you listen to his intonations, he like have all this emotional intonation in his like in his speech, and just guys that made facial animation decided, oh no, Leon must be like so cool, emotionless. So he like talking, he have emotion in his voice, and his face just died. Yeah. Maybe because of some botox ejections, he have to look more pretty. <laughs> but I will say, <laughs> like some of the lines he delivered were kind of poor. Like he'd like he he tried to keep the gruff voice even when it wasn't really appropriate, you know. But 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 other than that, I I think his performance was okay, you know, as a voice actor. But like you said, the modelers just another thing. Like kind of speaking more on the graphics. Uh, uh, did anybody notice that they 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 use like real life film locations on some of the parts? 
Like, the most noticeable part for me was when it was sunset at the airport. It was just, like, stock footage of an airport at sunset. Did anybody pick up on that when they watched it, or...? Did not notice that. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. That's the advantage of Blu-ray, Yeah, on the Blu-ray, <laughs> you can see, like, the, the, like, halo effect where they did the edge enhancement to make it seem more high-def than it really was. But also, like, I'm not, sh- uh... I'm not entirely sure on this one, but the very end, when they're in the mountain pass or whatever, it really... Really looks like it's a real life location, like and not not CG. Like they just placed the characters there, but I could be wrong on that one. It, it could just be good modeling, but I don't know. Anyway, I thought I thought it was kind of cheap to do that because, like you know, they they have the freaking uh, airport there. Why can't they just do like a sunset? You know, it just seemed weird. Was anyone else impressed that Capcom have now had the same voice actress for Claire on every game she's been in? Very like that, impressive. I think yeah, she's that, only... that's impressive. Like she's Especially compared to Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, like she's the only Jesus. character who's had the same like for three or four games now. It's impressive. Chris hasn't kept one yet, has he? Yes. <laughs> Every time a new guy for Chris. Including in the promotional material, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> totally, totally agree with you here, but uh, Chris just such a popular guy so everybody want to voice him and Capcom don't want to disappoint anyone's <laughs> voice characters so everybody want to voice Chris but speaking about Claire yes it was it was impressive but to, to go back to like some of the story elements in the in the movie uh, like you're sort of told later on that Angela's not really a rookie you know she, when she was she made a stupid mistake and jumped in like to save some girl from drowning but when you see her performance in the airport terminal, she's treated as if she's, like, a total rookie idiot. And she, she's like, oh, well, you know, stop, stop. She, she's hesitating to shoot these zombies, even though Leon's told her already. You know, she's an experienced SRT officer. Why isn't she trained? For, why well, isn't she going knowing? Because it's it's the kind of scenes that have to be put in the movie, because... All the zombies, it's like they're so scary because of this dilemma that they look like humans, like decomposing thought... humans, like your yeah. friends, your relatives, and just this dilemma to shoot them or to let them eat you. So it just was a necessary scene. And who would look better in this scene if not this new character? This I thought that was meant to be like a uh, like a throwback to Resident Evil 2, like the exact same scenario Leon did, or you know, in Castle or in. He shot for the leg, and you know, oh, that was a strain hit. You know, I thought that was a, a callback to that, and it was meant to be, you know, oh, they're in the same situation. Love yeah. will blossom on the battlefield. Yeah, but like even at the very end, when she's backing away from Curtis, she's holding the gun like a total rookie idiot who's never fired it before in her life. It just, it really, I don't know. It's kind of demeaning and kind of sexist, in my opinion. It's like, it's just a fucking woman. She doesn't know how to hold the gun. It's okay though. She gets know. the babe dress. Oh, and, oh <laughs> don't even tell. Don't even get started on that. Why the fuck is she wearing that? And why are they all in the, their same clothes? Why are they meeting on that hill overlooking that? Why? Yes. Why do they drive their fucking car all the way up there? Leon comes in on a goddamn helicopter. Angela, God knows stupid. how she got up there. Hot. Her boobs look hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. They look. They look too big. And hey, wasn't oh. wasn't Claire's leg fully regenerated then? She wasn't limping. Absolutely agree with you. It's like it's like stupid. It's like the next day they stand in some on some hill. The scene looks like some footage from Final Fantasy. You know, with all the street <laughs> and birds and uh, Angela, Angelina Jolie is 
she looks yeah. so similar to Angelina yeah. Jolie, but she's standing there in this ridiculous dress just to show how big is her boobs, how big are her boobs. This scene is so stupid. I don't know. It's like, it's like the most cheesiest part of the movie, and especially this part like, uh, although let's go diving sometime. <laughs> It's love, too. It's as if they, yeah, love too. It's as if they, <laughs> it's as if they had seen like the Resident Evil games ending. Like, oh look, in the Resident Evil Three, Jill and Carlos are on a boat overlooking the sea. <laughs> we need that kind of a scene for the end. Oh, hey, let's put them up on the hill. Why? Wait, why would they be up there? I don't know. Do it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, guys, like Claire's leg, more like Resident Evil Regeneration. Am I right? Oh god. <laughs> she used some herb, boy. Okay. 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 <laughs> Next point. Why was the film called Degeneration? I don't know. Next. Uh, degeneration? Yeah. Just because it must sound like, uh, like Generation. <laughs> like Degeneration cells or some shit? Yeah, I don't know. bro. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> no, knowing, that, knowing that the movie was made by Japanese people, it's like maybe it just sounded uh, cool for them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. That's probably what it was. But anyway... um. Final shots in Resident Evil are so cheesy and stupid. If if not the scene is like fighting the G monster claw, uh, I would be totally disappointed by the ending. Yeah, yeah. But but moving on. Um, did anybody think Senator Davis was like just a walking stereotypical villain like this? They 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 give him so many parts where he's just a total douchebag asshole. Where it's like ridiculous and over the top. I think the worst one was like at the very beginning of the movie. You're, you see this reporter interviewing him, and she's like, "You know, oh, what do you th- what do, what do you have to say about the implications that Will Farmer's implicated in you know the virus outbreaks in India?" And he's like, "Well, I guess Halloween comes early in India." <laughs> like you would be fucking impeached for saying that. People would be calling for your resignation. You don't fucking. Oh, say you that. mean like Rod Blagojevich? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. But anyway, like, governor of Illinois. Oh, oh, him, yeah. But, like, and then, like, at the end, when, like, the kid is, like, going back to her grand- her mother, she he's like, I hate kids. Like, right after he pushed her down, it's like, what, do they really have to make him that bad, really? I mean, how would this guy even be elected? Yeah. You know, well, uh, the same it's... can be applied to uh, Rod Blagojevich. Yeah, but <laughs> come on, he's not going to be like, oh, <laughs> terror victims, um, <laughs> fucking Halloween. <laughs> he's already been there. <laughs> he, I actually... That guy has crossed the line ages ago. <laughs> you know, okay, as I... Erchelan said in his review about the generation on the forum, he's a, he's a bastard in the name of being a bastard. So he's. He's a cliche bastard, so you think at him, you think he's so bad, he's supposed to be the ba- main bad guy, but uh, it have to be a surprise knowing that he is innocent. Yeah. So, oh, no, he, he's not the main villain, oh my god. Um, no, I was just going to say, like, get your IMD pages warm, because there's one point where I noticed an uh, like an error with his coat, and every time I see him now, I inspect whether his coat is open or not. It's just, I can't unsee it now. It's like right <laughs> it's like right before he's, like, running to the entrance of the terminal, and then the lights go on him. His coat is, like, open, his jacket's lying open, and then the next scene, it's, like, buttoned up. And it's like, every time I see it now, I have to inspect whether it's buttoned <laughs> up or not. It's destroyed my the film for me. <laughs> Go ahead, G. Uh, no, I thought it was quite good how it, it's the twist that it's actually not him who's implicated. And I think that the, the way he's such a in the beginning and Frederick Downing 
doesn't really, to me, didn't stand out as the main bad guy when it seemed pretty obvious that Davis was. Well, I, I seen that he had a British accent, so I knew it was only a matter yeah, of yeah. time before it was revealed. Yeah, that's Agreed. Now, that hey, hey, every <laughs> every major villain in like video game and movie history is British. Where's Mister Spencer to Ma- get angry? Major Zero. <laughs> no, he agrees with me. This this is a theory me and him have cooked up, and it degeneration only fills to. Uh, Stands to you know yep. support that, but anyway, um, I, I don't take offense. I'm only mucking around. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't really was, care at all. There was something interesting Leon said at the very end of the uh, movie when they were up on that hill. He sort of said that like there's former Umbrella employees that they still need to find, which I thought was really nice. It's like you know maybe gives the uh, impression that there are these bastards out there like Downing who have virus data, you know, and are possibly leaking it around the the world. Maybe. You know what impression it gave me? It gave me impressions that all the umbrella employees like he was like these guys that was just cleaning the umbrella holes and he's he's on the loose. You must get him. <laughs> but but then in the same sentence he sort of says the exact quote I think is the viral weapon from which the T virus is derived. So that kind of sets it up that like, you know, progenitor Resident Evil Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Progenitor <laughs> virus. If you noticed Curtis when he was talking, like uh, in his home, to I assume it was Downing. Like who yes, else? Who else? Totally it Downing. Yes. He says like that the he sort of mentions that you know no that's a last resort. I I assume he's talking about the G virus because then like. No, 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 John. Sorry, I interrupted you, but he's talking. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's talking about Will Pharma drugs. No, because then he that he's saying like I don't want Will Pharma to look like a savior. So uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I think maybe I'm wrong. But I think he's talking about that because if it was revealed that they were working on a T virus vaccine, that's okay because it's okayed by the government. But if it's revealed that they have the G virus, then Holy shit! You know what the hell are they doing but with that? Because they got it on the black market. It was market. his plan. It was his plan alone to to like to go to Will Pharma and then to turn himself into G Monster because he had nothing to lose. It was like he even saying to his sister like, "So this guy told me like there is nothing we can do, so nobody will be harmed like or something like this." I think so. What I thought was because he, he says no, that'll be the last resort, and I think that. You know, yeah, yeah. He was coming out of level four lab with the briefcase, so he had the yeah. G vial there, ready to go. And then the bomb went off, and I'm assuming it injured him because when Angela sort of grabs his shoulder just before he mutates, he sort of winces in pain. I'd assume yes, that... because a giant eyeball got to come out from the same <laughs> shoulder. I realize that it's all for character, um, like recognition for people who play number two and things. But I thought I think I've told John and Mr. Spencer this before, but. I studied genetics at university, and there's actually a gene. And if you muck around with this gene, it gives you eyes. And so what what, what scientists did in fruit flies, they put this gene into that in the fruit flies. They switched it on on its like abdomen and legs and things. And sure enough, this fruit fly had eyes on its legs and abdomen and stuff. That's fascinating. But well, the thing is, the eyes, the eyes didn't work. They weren't wired up to the brain, so I couldn't see out of the eyes. Yeah. But it had fly eyes. When he gets the eye on the shoulder, you kind of never get to see the right eye on his face anymore. 
Because he has, no, he has no right eye. Actually, let me correct that, though. During his first mutation, he had both yes. eyes and the third eye. Are you sure? Eye. Yeah, positive. I've seen... I, I have the Blu-ray. I uh, I have seen ah, this yeah. in high definition. <laughs> Sony. But yeah, and then, like, like, after his second mutation, when his face splits open, that's when the eye is gone. Well, yeah. And, you know, uh, speaking about mutations, what do you guys think about... Uh, that scene when he like for for a second regain his memory. Awful. So when he's like, <laughs> awful. Uh, awful. Why was well, that in there? I, awful. I didn't like it either. But you know, speaking from the point of view of different G monsters, it is kind of explainable because in the case of Birkin, he lost his head. He had a whole new brain. But in case of Curtis, he actually had the same brain, just in the new head. So it is possible for him to regain some, you know, some memory for a second. But again, each scene was absolutely unnecessary there. It's like, yeah. oh, I remember you, but I still got to kill you. <laughs> I, I want to, I, it, I want to wrap you in, in your mouth. It, it, and and she's mean, like, it, okay, it, okay. <laughs> it, it. <laughs> it only served to stall him for like a couple seconds. They could have yeah. easily just ignored that entire thing and had Leon still grab her, you know? But they had to get this stupid tearjerker moment, which was... It's so silly seeing the, the speech come out of his mouth. He's like this... He's like this <laughs> yes. bass-faced fish monster, like... <laughs> it was just... It should have sounded like Nixon in the drama. This <laughs> is really bad. Uh, Real quick thing about the memory thing. I mean, didn't Birkin run around screaming Sherry all the bloody time? Uh, uh, so get, no, no, no. That was in 1.5 oh. only. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, Aha. There were a couple of times when he'd scream out Sherry in Resident Evil 2 final. Yep, Alzir is correct. Mm. Yeah. So, so they, they do have some sort of memory at least. Wait, are you sure? Because I remember him just going like, yeah, no, no, his head, true. yes. Sure, don't forget but... in the in the series, Sherry says, "Oh, I heard, I heard my dad calling my name." Oh, okay, yeah. Just just to to go to another potential uh, uh, plot discrepancy here. Um, did anybody notice how there's all of a sudden there's zombies all over the place in the Will Farmer building? Well, yeah. there were still yeah. employees in the Wolf Army yeah. building. Yeah, so why aren't Leon and Claire also infected? Like, I know, I guess you could say that she was vaccinated, but no, because they were, the stockpiles were blown up. So because like, I the believe... Because okay. the film would end. There would be no <laughs> yes. plot. Yes. But uh, was actually... Was she vaccinated before the trucks blew up, blew up though? No, she no. came out of the no. tent rubbing her arm like she was vaccinated, but they didn't have any vaccine there. So it was most likely like some kind of like blood test. Blood samples, yes. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Um, I kind of noticed something interesting. Like the first trailer we ever saw with this, it showed kind of like, this is just a side note. Like it showed Leon shooting some zombies in like a sewer. So I'm assuming that was placeholder because like I that scene is not in the movie. I believe it just was just... Really early, early, early teaser. Yeah, definitely. But even to expand on that a little bit, I think it was the Japanese one that had no zombies. Like, he was shooting at the air, and then, like, the American version came along, like, a month later, and he was actually hitting zombies that time. I just found it kind of interesting. But, um... Oh, I, I even had no... I never had a chance to see the American trailer, uh, so I only saw the Japanese one. Moving on from that, um... There was one point in the movie, like, towards the end, where Leon is struck by Curtis, and he goes maybe, I don't know, 
60 feet <laughs> back and also like 30 feet in the sky. And he just like lands and hits his head right on like a generator. And he instantly gets right back up and runs like he sprints down the damn thing through pipes, everything, and just makes it to the end in time to, to catch on. I just thought me and John kind of thought that was extremely ridiculous, like way past the point of plausibility, you know what I mean? If I can make a point here, this just brings me right to my most beautiful point. Leon must have some fan-fucking-tastic hair product, because I mean, he is head about, jumps about, does so many acrobatic moves in that film, and his hair does not move one it's bit. It's like, fluffy. I need to get some of that shit, like that is fan-fucking-tastic. Speaking of like, kind of consumer products that the characters have, does anybody know what phone Downing had? Because I want one. <laughs> it, it was hot. Why do you want it? You think it was hot? I think it was kind of stupid, you know? Like, I like circular uh, holes in the back of my phone, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. I was reading to a couple of forums all over the world and, like, people that watch Degeneration and all the possible pirated means. But uh, all of them, like people all over the world, complaining about four things. Uh, the first one is facial animation. The second one is uh, like uh, the way that you feel that uh, you're gonna grab a controller and play the game, like any moment in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one is the scene when when Leon is uh, struck by this G monster and flying. Giant distances, and the fourth one is when he is called an Angela that was grabbed uh, <laughs> by a G monster. So that's the main uh, like points that people all over the world in any country like. Uh... <laughs> but speaking about that last one you mentioned, where he's holding you know Angela and the G monster up by his leg, you know, on a small pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah, crispy was mentioning this, he's like, what the fuck, does Leon, like, bench press cars? He has to. Because, like, that, because that G-Monster's, like, all muscle, and it's got to at least weigh, like, a ton or over a ton. I mean... Like, I get it, no, no, but it's... Definitely maybe it's not just an inflated Curtis. <laughs> you know? He holds Angela with his right hand. And uh, his uh, gun is in the right gun holster on his leg. So somehow he manages <laughs> to grab a gun from a right uh, gun holster on his leg with his left hand I didn't notice and that. shoot Curtis. It's it's all so stupid. Speaking about Greg, the way he died, yes, he was beaten and he's like, oh, I'm going to stay, I'm going to cover you and I'm going to die. He was actually, you can see him firing like uh, for a second, maybe two seconds. And then it's like he's dead. Okay. Yeah. And then, then you see his, uh, that he has become a zombie. I mean, he would let zombies eat him. He was just standing there and let zombies to eat him. Like, I'm going to die anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to die the goriest way possible to be eaten no, alive. No. It was a so vampire not... bite. It was a vampire bite, and then they just <laughs> left him alone. <laughs> so uh, he's not, you know, if I would be beaten, I would just, and I would decide to die covering my pals, covering my comrades, I would just blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> Why? You have a gun, you have lots of ammo, why the fuck do you stand there and but let zombies eat you? Not it's, only that, it, like, the virus takes stupid. the virus takes a while if you've been bitten and you don't die. Like, yes, why can't he just like go with them and four, be like, oh, oh, maybe they can pass... And Leon knew about the fucking vaccine, so he didn't even tell the guy. Uh, Leon just, uh, that guy's a jerk, he wasn't listening to me, so he'll die. <laughs> He's Leon. 
he's an asshole. You got this, Greg. Uh, hey, Greg, you got it covered? You got this covered, Greg. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? You got it covered? More chicks for me. You got what covered? <laughs> what does he need? What needs covering? These slow-ass zombies are shambling to you like 20 feet away. You can walk past them. Come on. But uh, ugh, moving on from that, the last note I have here is... Uh, if you notice the end computer when it's zooming in on the Blu-ray, you can actually oh. read some of the text and shit they have on that. And it's like uh, it's like the plot from the film, just basically pasted over and over and again. <laughs> and then um, the last thing I'll say on this is that I didn't notice this on the first watch, but the second time I watched it, uh, the newspaper that's covering the senator's face, it says Tricell offers to purchase Will Pharma. So that kind of yep. I know I know the tricell logo and all that happened, but I I never noticed that before on the newspaper. Right? Second time. Through. Oh, I noticed it, and I was like, I, he... I was wondering, I was wondering uh, if how the hell did uh, Center died? Maybe maybe he killed her. Maybe he was just reading the newspaper, saw the file I downloaded from his computer, and had a heart attack. But it would be, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of realistic kind of this. But I I would like to know that you know this kind of like another British guy enters. His horn, like, and and kills him and cover his face with a wall, uh, with totally, a paper. You should know, he was killed by Nikolai. Yes, oh Nikolai. <laughs> Not now, I'm busy. <laughs> great, great guy. And you know, speaking about the generation hall, I forgot to tell you, like in the beginning, guys, do you have a feeling like uh, the movie was a little bit censored? Because we have lots of blood, but we don't have gore like dismemberment and head exploding. Every time Kurt is like hitting somebody, it's like all censored. And every time we have like headshots, also censored. You know what? So I should probably play the Blu-ray, the Japanese version and the um, English version back to back and see if there's any differences on them. Because I imagine there would be, because the, the level of gore in some of the parts is a bit, ex- I wouldn't say excessive, but... I think past the standards of the Japanese rating boards. I, I just when I watched the the Japanese version, I don't remember there being too much gore in it. Hmm. Because I know there's lots of blood so, spurts. But that's, and... the only, that's the only one I've seen, so I'll yeah. have to check with a local copy when I can get one. Hmm. But lack of gore could be a budget thing. I mean, modeling all that stuff and rendering those effects could yeah. cost a lot. But Buckets you just of paint can... isn't cheap. When when you see uh, Angela shooting into zombies, it's it's the only way that you can see that holes actually appearing on zombies. So if they made this scene with hole appearing on zombies like gun holes, it's like, uh, why the hell did they make all the headshot like a little bit blood here and like everything else? Make don't make heads exploding, just make a small hole like something like this and a little bit more blood. But anyway, the movie is released, so nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Nothing anybody can do about. But uh, also, I wanted to say something about uh, in the very beginning. Like the part I really, really liked is the scene of quarantine. It's like in the movie Virus. Have you watched it? It's, it's like it's so ship. realistically made, so great. When you see like this, like faceless doctors holding people in quarantine, and like all these people dying, and they basically they're still alive, but all of them are doomed if they're infected because no one's seen. Bioterrorism was a very good direction to take the series in because <laughs> we've been treading water with RE2 and RE3, you know, Umbrella, Evil Corporation, you know, we've got to stop Umbrella. So it's a great direction. They finally thought, okay, Umbrella falls, but 
it's like the ending of the Cold War. You know, all these weapons and scientists suddenly become available to uh, you know any nation at the cheapest price. You know, and that means any any um, uh, any uh, third world country can have a, um, a a biological weapons program. Okay. Um, there was a few things just left. The complete unneeded like matrix bullshittery where it's like oh Claire I throw I've thrown you a gun and it has to go slow mo and just completely unneeded. Anyone else think that or is it just me? No, I I kind of think that's kind of a bit like the stuff you mentioned above before about like having small nods to the old stuff. I mean, the Code Veronica intro, she pulls off the most insane and impossible gun stunt ever in that one. Yeah, we mentioned yeah, but, that. Like, so like so much worse than this one. She does, like, a complete flip of it, and then, oh, I don't know, just completely stood out. But also, I can agree with lots of people in the net that were saying, like, that Claire had no, like, had not enough action in this movie. She looked like a background character, so... Maybe yeah. not like a background character, but definitely it would be better to see more action from her. Well, Leon's action. She had a long man. nose. She had a bird, <laughs> she had a bird face. Uh, she do some oh, really? stuff. Oh, yeah, you know. Okay, go, go. <laughs> I, I kept expecting to see her strutting around, like pecking the rubble for chips or something. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I really am, <laughs> but we gotta finish this up, so go ahead, points, Wayne, go. Uh, the G mutation speed, did it seem very fast to anyone else? Mm. No, no. Well, not, not as much that, it was just, it, between, like, the, when he has the first mutation and his normal self, it seemed okay, but it was like, he mutated into a lot, a very big creature, very fast, you know, that was only like 20 minutes between the mutations. Not even, but you know, it's the case with G monsters. You know, they mutate very fast after they get fucked hard. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if the bridge is you falling on their head. But, and my last point was that this seems like felt like it was the kind of thing that had they re-released Resident Evil Four for say like 360, just like a 360 pr- or a April Fool prank would have suggested that this was the kind of thing that's like oh. This is uh, Resident Evil 4 for 360, and because Resident Evil 5 is coming in, we've put this new bonus Wesker's Report style thing to tie up the story between 4 and 5. Like, that's what it felt to me for the majority. Like, mm. uh, just like a, like a kind of like a bonus feature, but as a standalone film, it just felt very awkward or something. Yeah, I can see that point. But it, it really, I think, it, what it did was it set up Leon's next action game because he's like, it's like. Uh, chopper's waiting, comrade. Next mission for you. I know what's funny about all these like main characters in all the Resident Evil universe. I guess we 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 had no absolutely. We never saw all these characters actually kill a human being once. Maybe Jill in one of her like alternative like endings, blowing the helicopter with Nikolai. But they always like. Never kill like any human being. Just just the zombies or ganados or like, like, kind of stupid. I don't know. Make some, I don't know. Maybe terrorists show us some terrorists that were killed by Leon or Chris. Yeah. Human terrorists. 
And the last thing I wanted to say, it's like, maybe it's pointless, but still lots of people, and I also noticed it myself, but it's not, not major for me. It's like there were... Lots of people believe that uh, canonical like scenarios from Resident Evil 2 is uh, Claire A, Leon B, yes? And uh, Degeneration sort of showed us that uh, canonical is Claire B when she faced the first form of uh, William. Well, I don't actually care a lot about this stuff because I think it's not um, not important, but it seems to me that uh, it was important for lots of people. So what do you say, what do people think about it? Well, I've always said that I think that the, the the true story, if you want to even call it that, would be like just an amalgam of the various things that happened in... Yeah, agreed. Just, I agree with you here, but... I think it's um, Claire A, Leon B. <laughs> but I think most of it's inconsequential. The only really big difference in the scenarios is Sherry Infected Sherry's not infected. And if Sherry's ever going to be back in the series, I can tell you now, it's got, her story is going to continue because she was infected. Yeah, there's something about this. Otherwise, girl. She's just, otherwise, she's just a normal little girl. Who cares if it's Sherry or a new character that comes back? I also found it funny how, like, when there was that Umbrella Chronicles prequel comic, there was that little girl that looked like Sherry. It was like, oh, Sherry's finally back in it. No, it's just some other new girl. <laughs> how, how the hell it can be Sherry after, like, three years living in Russia? Anti-aging cream. You know, you know what's really stupid. It's like people always show Russia like snowing and like like all of it. Like there's always a winter. It's like oh, we're gonna have like a special facility in Russia, like the last umbrella, and it's gonna be like where not in some major city, major populated city. Yes, of course, it's it's gonna be in Siberia, <laughs> like far away Russia from any population. Place, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know. Uh, Kind of interesting fact, like in, I guess, 2004, there was this uh, famous, popular fan fiction, one Russian character, uh, Russian fan of Resident Evil. He wrote about uh, Resident Evil in Russia, about there's going to be this last, last Resident Evil science facility, uh, it's going to be in Russia, and he almost showed everything that was shown in Umbrella Chronicles. It, you know, if you play this... Uh, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, I haven't uh, played Umbrella Chronicles yet, but is it on the level of fan fiction or is it a bit better? Mm. Umbrella Chronicles? Oh, fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. It's on the, uh, okay, so what I'm trying to say is like uh, Capcom actually stole some. Uh, it looks, if you read this fan fiction, it's so similar, even the Sergei character. Oh, God. It's like, it's, it's so similar. It's like you. You look at it and you're like, oh, I have, I saw it once. So, okay, okay, I remember it was in this fun fiction. It's like everything, like uh, B.O.W.s, like uh, even the Red Queen stuff. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, I'd love to say the original. I was kind of disappointed there was nothing, no other uh, enemies in the movie other than just some zombies and the G, G monster. Yeah. You'd think if they had the T-virus and stuff there, they might have made a liquor or two. Mm. No, I mean, yeah, totally I mean, no liquors. Uh, I mean, I mean, what liquors? Like, Will Pharma was actually a good corporation. They weren't developing BOWs. It's like, and yeah. in order to create liquor, it took a couple of days for zombie right. to mutate in liquor. But I mean, I uh, like... 
Uh, yeah, go on. But I was gonna say I know, I know really the whole setup really didn't allow for any other kind yeah. of enemy, but it was still kind of disappointing that kind of like in the movies, the uh, Anderson movies, that you know the the only enemies on the in there is like just zombies and then the the boss uh, monster. And the like but also dogs. It also has Cerberus. Yeah, but still. Yeah, I agree with you here, Chris. But uh, you know, Anderson movies also had dogs, so. <laughs> okay, so I think that's gonna do it. But um, before we leave off degeneration, just maybe give a score, uh, zero to ten, guys, on the zero to ten scale. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I, I like the film a lot. Uh, the latter half much more than the first. Uh, anima- animation issues aside and such, you know, I could I could forgive such faults like that, but. Well, I still think it's a bit lazy with the lip syncing and all that. But if I, if I had to give it to a score, I'd probably give it an 8. Uh, what about you, Anatoly? Uh, well, you know, speaking about scoring generation, as I said, I really liked this movie. Really liked it. So I would probably forgive all the flaws to it. So as a, just as a movie fan, I would give it like uh, 8 out of 10, and as a biohazard fan, I would give it 9 out of 10. So, good move for me. Okay, Chris, how about you? I'd probably give it a, a 7. It was above average, but not quite not quite as good as I was hoping, and I thought it could have been uh, better, but a 7, I think, is a pretty good average number that fits it. Okay, how about you, Gene? I'd say 10 out of 10 for Claire, and about 3 out of 10 for the rest <laughs> about the five that I gave it the first time around. Five out of ten, I'll stick by. Okay. Uh, John, how about you? Um, it was okay. It, it was it was better than uh, you know what Anderson would have done, you know. But uh, I, there, there's a lot of flaws of it that I can't just shake, like um, niggling little flaws. So I'm gonna have to give it a six out of ten. Okay. How about you, Wayne? Um, it was pretty good, you know, it just, I couldn't shake the whole thing of the cutscene film, but I'd still give it a, a 7 out of 10, you know, but definitely only for Resident Evil fans, like, no, unless you like the series, it's, I'd say it'd be yeah. avoided. Okay, how about you, Stan? Oh, I, I don't know, really, I, I, I was entertained, and I watch a lot of movies, so I also watch a lot of crap basically and I would say I also watch a lot of crap that everyone else watches and I think I would give it a 6 out of 10 but people shouldn't think that means it's a bad movie just that I don't give it like a top score I mean let's say 5 is the average that's like watchable Yeah. and anything above 5 isn't a waste of your time basically okay so that's going to wrap it up for the degeneration talk we'll be back with the news segment Previously, on the RPD Dispatch. Hello? Hey, yeah, I was wondering, uh, over the podcast I've just got here. Oh, we kind of finished that already. You've done it already? Yeah, where were you? What the hell happened? Where were you? Uh, Well, I I just kind of thought, well, I couldn't get my router working with my PSP, right? So, what I thought I would do is, is because my web key, I couldn't find out what my web key was, right? So, yeah. I, I I kind of changed the web key and then my internet kind of just went, you know, it, it died. So 
I, um... Wait, I, has this been happening for three days? Because I haven't seen you for like three days. Yeah, yeah, this I remember. Well, basically what happened was, I thought I could change the web key. So I thought I should, get, I should bring my computer downstairs to hook it up to the router for the wired connection again. Yeah. With a wired connection with the Ethernet cable. And I realized, oh no, I don't have my Ethernet cable. So I went around my friend's house because I lent it to him. Mm. Because he wanted to get his 360 online. And and, it, it, and I, he wasn't in the first two days. He wasn't in at all. He wasn't in his home. <laughs> I gave him a rough ring and open. He was in Manchester, whatever. So, <clears throat> so I, you know, I had to wait, phone up his mother, and she found it for me, went round, picked up the cable, brought it back round to my house, and then realized, oh no, wait a minute, I don't even need it, because I've, I don't even need this cable, because I've already got an, uh, an Ethernet ADSL cable and upstairs Jesus in my own room. Jesus Christ, <laughs> So I had to bring my computer downstairs again, and then I hooked it all up, and then on my way down, I kind of stood on my wireless adapter, and it bent, it was like a USB thing, it's bent, Matt, so I couldn't use that. So I tried. I said, just bend that back into shape. So I slammed that into the into the uh, tower, and then I hooked up my internet again, got it working another few tries, and then my wireless connection thing kind of didn't work. And then I put in my wet key, but it was that I, I wrote down on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. It, it 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 wouldn't work. It was like, oh no, it's not the right code or whatever it is. And and then I realised ultimate folly. That I'd missed out a number on the web key, so the causes of everything, and and I still haven't got my PSP online. <laughs> All that sorted out, it's still not online. Okay, so first up in the news segment, we have uh, word that Japan's getting an Xbox 360 Biohazard 5 bundle. Now, there's nothing really noteworthy about this bundle because it seems to include uh, just the deluxe edition of Biohazard 5 which is purchasable at retail stores. So the only thing, there's no like Xbox, there's no faceplate or special branded Xbox. All it is is an Xbox 360 premium. And I guess if you're a really, really hardcore collector and you want to spend like $400 on a Xbox 360 Japanese version, you can get a nice Biohazard 5 branded box. So when are you getting yours, John? Uh, I'm probably not. <laughs> I think Code Veronica X Freak is the lone man on this boat. I mean, That's frightening. <laughs> if it if it had a special exclusive faceplate, I would I would go on it, but it doesn't, so it's not appealing to me at all. So, so you're gonna get the PS3 then with the Trishell logo? I really, <laughs> I'm really fighting the urge to to do it, but I don't think I'm gonna. If it was white and it had a Tricell logo, I would buy it. But since it's oh, black, so now we're back to the racist thing again. <laughs> I just hate the black. But no, if it had like, if it was white and then had like the actual tri-cell color logo, that'd be yeah. fucking hot. I would buy that in a second. But I want the Yakuza Three PS3. It looks fantastic. Yeah. If they did something like that, like with extra colors and stuff, but like, there's no effort in the 360 one. There's nothing, nothing at all. Anyway, uh, moving on though. Uh, Dead Rising Wii gets alternate costumes. It appears that. The Dead Rising Wii game gets a Bionic Commando. Karn, you better take this. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what the fuck this guy's name is. Rad Spencer, Nathan Bishop. I Nathan don't know. Ra- <laughs> Rad the Lad Spencer. Karn's <laughs> <laughs> Japanese. Karn, yeah. I'm f- I listened to that again. <laughs> 
Japanese. Japanese. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> so card, yeah, like. So yeah. What, what about this? Just mention it. It's got the bionic asshole. Should we even mention? Yeah, I mean, since there was a lack of like zombie-related news in the Resident Evil world, I kind of posted this Dead Rising Wii news section about like the alternate costumes and at least the ones that are revealed so far is a bionic commando rad spencer outfit and a bikini <laughs> which we can do what? perfectly fine without but um with all the resident evil references that were in the original dead rising i wouldn't like exclude the possibility of seeing like resident evil themed outfits in the Wii version of dead rising hmm. interesting not like it'll make the game any better. Oh, oh Especially with a bikini outfit on a giant hairy dude. <laughs> oh, that just, you know, that's just wrong. That's just wrong to put a bikini outfit on, on, on the main character of the Rising. Just, you humiliate him. <laughs> have you have you played the original Dead Rising? That was like the entire point of dressing him up. They had like the Capcom uh, tights. You know, oh. I only I only played original Dead Rising like for twenty five minutes. Mm. That's all, unfortunately. But he was covering wars, you know. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to to wear such shit. <laughs> okay, moving on though. Um, AJ posted this up on the site. Apparently, uh, Game Trailers has some videos that we briefly saw from the BioHaze Tokyo Game Show uh, video, which sort of had like a little making of video. I'm not sure if this is the entire thing. I doubt it, since that'd be kind of stupid to post all of your stuff before the release of the game. But they have uh, two videos up on the site. Uh, one's called a research video, and the other one's called a team video. So if you're interested in the making of or any kind of details of the series, go ahead and check that out. Anybody check those out? Yeah, I checked no. them. Any good information in that? or? Well, I guess th- that was in new videos. Uh, that showed new stuff, and also they showed lots and lots of guns that people are hoping to see in Resident Evil 5. For example, the Desert Eagle that was used by Leon. <gasps> and... Yes, we want. <laughs> yeah, and but no AK-47 or a different modification of a case, I guess. But maybe I was just a little bit blind there. Mm, I didn't have a chance to watch this video properly, but. Uh, Okay, also updated was the Japanese uh, Biohazard 5 site. It's sort of been remodeled to be like a BSAA laptop computer or something. Uh, you can click various files and check out some things. It, it, it seems like it might have some valuable information, but it's all in kanji, so we can't exactly tell what it says yet. But if it says anything interesting, we'll probably report that. Um, also, in addition to that, uh, I guess there's been a new update on the Kijuju site. It's They actually have a kajuju.blogspot.com site now where it sort of parodies the uh, workings of a miner who's working in Kajuju and it's sort of it's interesting because it has a lot of pictures of um, some of the environments from the game and also shows the uh, red dress woman once again so if you want to check that out you know, uh, John, it not just shows the games as Adam is actually kind of tries to date her <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, chica, I like women, especially blonde women in Africa. There are so many chocolate here, and she's blonde. Oh, I like blondes. <laughs> All the stuff. She's like, she's drinking, she's drinking with her, and she's like uh, complaining about her boyfriend. So people think this boyfriend of hers is actually Irving, 
So mm. this actually, this blog actually kind of showed that maybe the blonde girl is not Sherry. Maybe it's just just the wife of Irwin or just a girl of Irwin because she doesn't sound and doesn't act like uh, Sherry because uh. she drinks. She drinks whiskey with with water, and she likes to drink booze. And also, it appears that there's a lot of stuff coming out of CES uh, this year. It's including pictures of the upcoming Resident Evil Five limited edition package for the United States. Looks like it's got could you do scrawl all over the front with a five logo all over it. Looks rather nice. But um, there's a lot of videos and some uh, impressions from uh, new new gameplay levels, I guess. Uh, up on the site, so go ahead and check out those links. I was going to say, if you look at the tin, it's got a slot for two discs. Oh, right, oh. yeah. That suggests that the limited edition is going to have the game and some extra content on another disc. Yeah, well, is that for the Xbox 360 version only, or the PS3 as well? Cause I know. Uh, it doesn't stay. Hmm. I'd imagine both, but you never know. You, f- you felt the triple owners don't get no collectors? You should be happy to get the, the game. the PS3 version supposed to come with some sort of, like, making of thingy or something on the Blu-ray disc? Yeah, yeah but the fact that this... That's why... Yeah, that's... that's... But I'd imagine it'd be the same for the English release, but... Uh, with those... It typ- wasn't last time. Typically, with those, like... I just got the PS3 demo in, and it actually has a really weird hybrid structure where it's both a Blu-ray disc and a, uh, like, game. So you can go on either tab and it'll play, you know, either or. Did you hear any of that? Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did. I thought I had mute on. I was like, what? what? Bro, I'm just <laughs> jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give it to him. So that's gonna do it for this episode of the RPD Dispatch. Uh, we have no call-ins. Thanks, guys. But, uh... <laughs> God, way to call you call yourself fans? Yeah. Well, we get. We like, actually had no call-ins. Yeah, we actually have like 500 listeners, but like nobody calls in. What's wrong with you guys? So we just make up call-ins. Did you put the uh, Did you put the the, uh, the voice thing up? I didn't, That's but still, cool. we usually get MP3s. Major like Halligad's the only one who uses the Skype thing. So oh. hey guys, degeneration was like. So tell me, did you like it? Because I know <laughs> I did. I liked it. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> But I've been up for 24 hours now, so I better get to bed. <laughs> okay, wait. Um, uh, we'll be back. Tell next... them next week. <sighs> <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks playing Resident Evil Zero. Uh, I know we put up a poll asking whether you wanted Zero or Remake, but it appears Remake, uh, uh, Capcom in their infinite wisdom, chose to disable the freeloader on the Wii system, so we can't get around that unless we actually mod our consoles, which, hey, I'm sure they really wanted that. But anyway, that's guess that's going to happen for uh, sometime down the line, but uh, we'll have uh, we'll have Zero next, and uh, Remake will be done eventually. I won't say after Zero, because we have something special lined up for that. So, for the RPD Dispatch, I am Dot50Cal. I'm Nomad926. And I'm Alzer. I'm the Selfish Gene. I'm Mr. Spencer. And I'm Random Web. And I'm Carnival. We'll see you in two weeks. Tolik. Okay, Tolik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tolik. Okay, so... Try and yeah. stretch out win more, I dare you. When you're... Oh, Wayne Defer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs>
Claro. Tell your father to stop eating the potato that's powering your internets. My father's in bed, sir. Like a good man would be. <laughs> right, off the insert now, we need to use a potato for tea. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode... Fuck. <laughs> well, episode... Fuck. <laughs> okay. And now we have a blooper number one. Also, be covering our asses. That's right. <laughs> this podcast. Ah, shut up. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by apes. Shut up. After some test on human subjects, uh, Mr. Spencer returned and uh, he washed his hands from the blood of innocent. So he can join us today in this glorious podcast. Okay. I, mean, I, I think I, calling I, it like testing like human experiments that a bit that's a bit over the top for a gay seminar. Hello everyone, I am Dr. Decal, better known as So we had our members watch Biohazard, Resident Evil, Degeneration, whatever they preferred. <laughs> I don't know how much editing you already have to do. I don't give a shit. I listen to these whole things. How do you think I get the bloopers out? I don't mark these time codes. Are you crazy? Uh, the first 30 minutes when they're in the uh, helipad are kind of slow. <laughs> Alright. Alright, shut up. Shut up. Did I say helipad? When did I say helipad? You said the, the first, first 30 minutes in the helipad. Okay, wait, wait. Yeah. First 30 minutes. Ah, liquid! <laughs> wait, wait, let me, let me, so I can patch this in. I thought. Okay, I, um, I really like them because, uh, okay, let, let me start it again. So, <clears throat> I like them because, ah, crap. Well, I've got a number of notes here. First of all, the, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want to hit that <laughs> stock. We don't want to hit that stockpile yet. I just want a general... Yeah, oh, I, okay. think, I think it was pretty good. PS3. <laughs> I think it was a PS3 Blu-ray exclusive. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Wayne, what did you think? Don't ask so him that, Wayne. He's going to ban you from the movie. So Wait, you didn't see it? I did see it. Okay, say, tell us, piracy man, how was it? <laughs> because uh, I think they're absolutely like mm, nothing compared to the whole movie. Meow. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, uh, <laughs> it was no That's bad. My that's my one of my uh, cat army is like screaming for some attention in 4.30 in the morning it's like who are you so... talking to <laughs> uh, scream something again yep and the thing is I would question like how, how would he get five people it could people? be a black zombie there you go 
How would he get How would he get five? Past security? How cause he's black? Shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! That's why I wore the zombie mask. John, I think I can explain. I think we need to put the plug in this podcast. I'm about to. I'm about to kick somebody. So, but now I'm gonna shut up and let Jean say something. Oh, f you fuckers. Wait, can I really quickly just. Say so bye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gene. Coming. Gene is next. But, oh, and speaking about. Uh, I forgot what I was. Oh, what I wanted <laughs> to speak about, so continue. <laughs> Or wait for the headphones or for the mic. Uh, I guess it for the no, it's for the headphones, I guess. But maybe for the mic is I don't know. Uh, it's a dark forest for me. <laughs> I'm a new John, are you here? So. John. <laughs> John! Damn it, why does he always leave me? Ah, hang on, I'm turning my PS3 on. If he's on Fallout 3, he's... Fired. Dead. Fired. Yeah, Krishna's gonna know. You wanker, I can't believe you. Alright, do we have anything else to say on this? Because I'm gonna... Oh, f***ing veil. What is this? RE1 po RE1 podcast. Guess how much John plays of RE1. Not even two uh, minutes, because it crashes all the time and he says, eh, f*** Code Veronica X. How, how long did you play that? Did you even get to the flaming boxes? <laughs> you, you need know, it. I swear to God, you need to put some work in, pal. This is bad. I've been playing work. You know what we need to do? We need to go back to when it was just you, me, and Chris, and then we'd know when you're doing something. We're like, what are you doing? So, and then maybe Chris would actually talk then. I could hide behind. I could hide behind Wade. He's he's play games as well. He can play games and talk though. You just go silent the entire time. That's because he's Irish. Yeah. And then we delete the entire audio recording and we redo it, <laughs> but we talk about 4D Executor instead. He's working in his mind and he's like making, he's like, oh, finally I have a chance to, you know, start a blog from his usual and all that stuff. And he's like, I love that guy. He's like, this character, he's like, uh, your interest, like beer, women, and uh, card games, and cool guy. He's like, and this girl. It really is, sounds like, like Ben Judd. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, what's this? US Collector's Edition? <gasps> Do you read your own site? No, I don't. <laughs> Look. Well, what exactly is the site for? Oh. Uh, I don't know, maybe about uh, the topics like uh, if Jill won't gonna be in Resident Evil 5, I'm gonna leave the series forever.
until until uh, two weeks. Yeah, hang on. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> How long are you staying? Weeks. Two weeks. It's Quaid. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, you <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> John, John, do it over again. Honestly. I'm a goat. <laughs> Say it. In what kind of voice? A woman. <laughs> yeah, do you like womanly, delicious voice? Um, I need to go away and prepare for this role. <laughs> I got Christopher Walken's Mr. phone number. We need him. Let's Come back check. in some high heels and makeup and be like, Mr. Spencer. <laughs> oh.